Hello and welcome to PBNJ episode one, part two. Michael covers how he got into recruitment, the power of networking, his journey, and what he wished he heard when he was in high school. So tune in and enjoy. How would one get into this industry so they don't have to study marketing? No, you don't have to study nothing. I mean, you do have to study sometimes, <laughs> but there's different there's different roads to getting to a talent acquisition kind of role. Some people get in via like you don't really need to study um, some sort of talent acquisition HR kind mm. of thing. Some people really just get back into it. So I guess if you're finishing year twelve, some people take the year off or whatever. Um, they just join in businesses like admin, mm. and some people literally go in from admin slash receptionist mm. because I guess you get to know the business. I've seen some people actually work their way up mm. with no formal qualifications. Yeah. Now the trade-off for that sometimes ends up being you've worked at this business for X amount of years doing this job, yes. which you know you can do, but then sometimes when you do apply for it, then a similar role in somewhere else, they want you to have qualifications, ah, I see. which then sometimes ends up being like, well, I've done this job for so long and yeah. I know that I can do the HR side of things, yeah. but people want you to have studied it. So sometimes that's like a, can be a weird trade-off if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's people I've used to interview where that literally sometimes would be the defining factor between someone. Right. Yeah. It's just you know, coming from you who literally, we were talking about the essential criteria before. Yeah. That sometimes that ends up being that. Um, so some people get into the industry that way, um, just yeah. depending on that. So I think then it just falls into that networking and actually knowing where you want to drive your career. So that's mm. a very great way for some people. Some people do study the HR typical pathway and then get jobs either directly in like a, a grad job for yeah. like HR or like they'll get into the recruitment pathway actually. Yeah, working because a lot of corporate companies that do that. Yeah. There's also a lot of corporate companies that do recruitment and you can come in from any background mm. in like any of their grad programs, as long as you can kind of show that you actually are able to pick things up really quickly. Mm. And that's a good pathway for a lot of people like myself who studied public health previously and mm. had no idea what this looked like. I just mm. was going in being like, I'm a people person. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, so that's that's kind of another way that you can do it. Study anything else and yep. make your own path into it. Cool. So you would say that you don't even need a tertiary education if you're working within the company. But if you're working externally, generally speaking... It, it, a tertiary would be a minimum. Yeah, like a bachelor's or something like that. A bachelor's, that. you can go to TAFE as well. Yep. Um, okay, so like certification. Yeah, certification. Or... I think it's just to show that you've gone out there and actually try to learn some skills because sometimes it ends up being it's always a hard role to teach because there's elements of like selling the job to someone I guess into in, in lack of better terms so there's that element of it there's the element of actually running the business and like brand management and yeah. admin these are skills that you kind of sometimes do learn in ter tertiary education by doing assignments so there's little things that you really think and you're like I really hate doing this and like the assignment is not this the assignment is not the important part of what you learn at uni mm. it's the skills that you learn doing the assignment that yeah. actually help you out in life it's later like on the stress so management or the people the management, yeah stress yeah. management people manage working in groups yeah like you think that's probably the most for, you'll find for anyone who's still in high school you'll probably find that the most frustrating thing when you go to uni doing group assignments but i think then in terms of managing team expectations actually mm. being able to communicate with people who 
might need to do stuff on a certain deadline that actually don't do it. Yep. These are things that you actually learn in the work environment. So it's just those little transferable skills that you actually can get from maybe doing a tertiary education. And I think that's like really good advice because sometimes you can always like see, oh, you know, this feels pointless, which that specific, you know, learning whatever that, I don't know, it might be a research topic that that actually might be pointless. <laughs> no one's going to read it <laughs> no, apart yeah. from your lecturer. <laughs> no one's denying that, but it's the skills that you acquire to achieve real purpose, or at least that's what's transferable and what you should actually focus on. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in terms of, uh, we're talking about pay before, I know in certain industries, whether you have that qualification or not, even though you do the exact same job, that can affect the pay. What about for, for your type of role? If you had a master's, would, it, would you be compensated high? Oh, that depends. See, that's another thing that depends on the company and what they value. Mm. Um, a lot of, like I say, a lot of fresh grads or fresh grads will all be, I think, you're on the same salary. It doesn't matter if you've done a master's. doesn't matter if you've come through and done, you've just worked in a couple of industries and yep. stuff and like literally just ended up here and wanted to do this you all start off on like the same base. base. And that's something I found working for like a larger corporate organization. Didn't yeah. matter what you did. I was like, I have done my master's. I have slugged for an extra five years. <laughs> and sometimes it's that level of, I think, taking down that level of, oh, I feel entitled. Yeah, I guess in the role where I'm currently at, yeah, it does then fall back to how many years of experience you have on you previously and I guess what your qualifications are because you still got to pay off those debts that are on your student loans um different from America but it's yeah, a good time yeah. yeah so that varies but I think a lot of times when you think master's degrees some of us being in high school we think oh I'll just go and do this do a master's straight away which is good if like your bachelor's leads into a master's that you have to do to get accredited. A lot of people that I find that end up doing their master's are people who've worked in industry for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So then they're coming back to extra their qualifications. That's it. So then they're already on a certain amount. So then yeah. when they're like, I've got this qualification and these extra skills yeah. up my salary. So that's, it's more useful so negotiation. I feel like it's if for later doors. on, not like a, yeah. I've had no experience, but I've studied at uni for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> so experience is key. And networking is key as well. Net experiencing yeah. networking key in any industry. I and I think that's that's the next thing I want to talk about. But just before then, we can we can get off money. So all you uh, money minded people, after this, you can switch off. Uh, we'll get we'll get into the real talk of, of of Michael's journey. I I do have other friends who do recruitment or talent acquisition, and a lot of it is really commission based. Is it typically commission based or salary based? So if you do, this is where I think that then like falls into what the role is. Mm -hmm. So you do get um, recruitment companies. So my previous kind of role um, yep. um, where you work, it's a corporate company, just like any other company. So it's consulting. So you do the part where people need assistant actually getting the talent, if that makes sense. So, okay. so you kind of do those like business plans. So it's more if we work on this job for you and fill this job for you mm. for the client companies, you get paid for your service. So yeah. it's anything like management consultant, like the client pays for your service. So yeah. that's where it's very much then turns into a commission based kind of job. Okay. So that's, um, yeah. So there's quite a lot of recruitment companies. They actually like way too many probably in the market. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's where that then becomes a commission based job. But if you're in the talent acquisition part or like HR part of an actual business where your job is not to recruit for 10,000 different businesses, mm. then it's just based on your salary. Your but salary. if you do, if you do like go into that route, I know people who make a lot of money. If you're a money-based person and you honestly love the hustle of like literally 
grinding in and like, you get that thrill of I have got this person a job I get paid by getting them you know what I mean mm. so it's like you get paid by getting the person a job then that's where it comes commission based because sometimes it's literally you get you charge a fee based on the person and their salary yeah which is a hefty wow. fee for the company yeah um so the company makes a lot of money like any consulting company you charge mm. like say $300 for you as a consultant per hour. Mm. The company would take like 75% of that and then only pay you like a certain amount. Wow. So this is why there's probably heaps of like recruitment businesses around mm. because people realize that if I can make my own business yep. and people, yeah, they'll charge you a percentage of salary. So if you work on those high-end roles, at my previous role, I'd like place like engineers and like project managers and stuff in jobs where they earn like 180K, 200K. Oof. And then you think of the math. This is not like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if I think I'm like, I want 10% of that, that's yeah. still a lot of money, right? Yeah. For like placing someone. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of work to find those people and actually nip through that ends up working. You do get a certain proportion of that salary that the, comp- the companies normally pay you. So pretty much recruitment sometimes ends up being the last end thing. Or if you have a candidate that you work with and you're good at networking and you know people only come to you for jobs, mm-hmm. you can sell people into jobs and be like, this person's only working through me. This is their resume. This is what they do. But yeah. you can't have them until you pay this fee. <laughs> and then so that's pretty much happens. Yeah. And then you can get, and then you pretty much get commission. And so depending on the commission structure of the company, yeah. you get bank. I know some people who literally like double their salary. Some people wow. start off on like salaries of like, yeah, like 40, 50K. Yeah. In like 12 months or like on 120K in total based off that, like, it's crazy. Like, wow. and yeah, heard some really good su- like success stories. Um, we'll talk about it off the yeah. off the air. Yeah, I, I do know a lot of people that kind of like, if that's your hustle, definitely go for it. But yeah, that just depends on, I guess, what motivates you. Because mm. like when you see that- valuable as well. Yeah, when you see that paycheck, it's a good time. The hours can be long and stressful because mm. I guess you have to find diamonds in the rough and actually know your industry, know your market, yeah. know which companies are fighting for what, know how to kind of poach people from yeah. their other jobs. It's kind of, Yeah, it becomes like a big monopoly board and actually trying to get that monopoly because you join any industry, especially in WA, saturated with heaps of people who want to recruit for you. Yes. So then it becomes, how do you manage those candidates? How do you manage? So it becomes very much like running your own business than actually knowing. But whenever your business is people, you have to kind of like learn how to like leverage relationships becomes your strong point. And and that's when it can get a bit messy and, you know, a bit emotional yeah, at times. It can get messy, it can get emotional. People will reject your jobs. That's happened to me a couple of times when I'm like this close to like sealing the deal. Yeah. You, you've done that in your last job, right? Yeah, I did that in my last role. And yeah, that's crazy. But, but so that's the kind of part of the job that can be yeah. commission-based. Yeah. Whereas like if you follow down the actual line of actually internal recruitment or like internal HR, talent acquisition, whatever, that is definitely just salary-based. That's you. That's it. So yours is more holistic approach, more steady, you know, a bit more flexibility, something that's... Yeah, that's something, yeah, that's something where you're like, yeah. you know, you know your paycheck, what's coming in the week. Like, there is no surprises unless you get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Which hopefully that won't happen. It's um, like in recruitment, I think it's like if the market is terrible sometimes, yeah. like you're back to your base. And like I say, like sometimes you get used to living off a certain amount of money. And so it's definitely about the hustle and trying to keep making sure that you get that consistency coming through every mm. month for yourself. And I think that would really come down to your own personality. Right now with that, the pandemic uh, situation, those people in those KPI, the key performance index roles, where there's so much pressure for them to hit these numbers and hit those targets, those people are the ones who are probably really feeling the pressure and feeling the stress. Yeah, probably. And I think then that just falls down to, I guess, then how much work you've done previously or how well you know your industry. Because I think there's a point 
if you've, you, you, Perth is a small, like WA is kind of a smaller place. So you could probably interview if you're in a specialized niche industry, you could probably mm. know most of the players and this way networking on LinkedIn pops up. So sometimes I feel like start getting onto the networks, FaceTime, Skype, interview the people and, um, but yeah, definitely those are the people who definitely would feel it in terms of that. But depending on how you manage and actually how well you know the industry yeah. and if you've got your market share and you've kind of, you know, you know where the business is at, you'd yeah. probably be able to find people still in these hard days of finding people with this yeah, virus in, in this yeah, in these times environment <laughs> definitely then where you work which city you're in what type of demographic is going on does play such a big role. very much so yeah. you find um a lot of industries over east mm. there is a saturation of people you could find anyone you could close your eyes and go any mini money more i'm gonna pick you you're, you're gonna be good like commission please yeah and a lot of people make whereas like i think in wa you find that a lot of people, most of these jobs in like that recruitment space sometimes will come to you like after the company has probably already tried, but they just have failed themselves to try to find someone. Mm. So then you have to think most of the people who are looking for jobs mm. have already applied for the jobs. So now you have to think, how do I think outside the box to get people? So this is where your networking comes in and actually... Yeah. I know someone who's doing this job. Surely they have friends that they studied with that know this. So your networking starts kicking in. Your LinkedIn, it's a smaller market. So people know each other. That's another thing that you find in the industry. You send someone to an interview. Oh yeah, I know them. I went to school with them. Why am I charging? Why are you charging me a fee? This is like, oh, the question. So it's kind of your market knowledge and actually how to find things. And like, especially in WA, like the market sometimes gets hard for some of the jobs. Yeah. Especially if they're out of mining, saturation of market, less people working in as well. So. So you that, you know that's really when it comes to that that keyword you've been we've, you've been using a lot is networking, networking, so, networking. Network. So how would you describe networking to someone who doesn't really know what it is? Just getting out there and socializing in terms, but socializing with I think the difference between networking and just socializing is socializing with intent. Yep. So networking is always about growing whatever industry you're in. It's just very much growing that connection. I was going to say network, but we, mm. we try not to use the same word. Base group or connection group of people that you know in the industry and actually what you're finding out. Because through those, those networking opportunities is places literally where I think sometimes you find the best jobs that you'll probably get. Because I know some people who I've worked with or people who have uh, put in jobs and they're like, I have never applied for a job in my life. And that's probably where I aspire to be one day in my life. Getting headhunted all the time. Yeah, I think it's it's very important when you get into that space where you know where you are in the market and actually attending, say, networking events with people who are in similar industries with you. But there, yeah, you're able to kind of talk about yourself, talk about what you're doing. And you're the first person that I'll tell you when people think I have a job that's coming up. I was speaking to this person. I've seen them four times at this networking event. And you never necessarily have to be like, I'm looking for a job. Yeah. Nope, they'll literally just think, I know someone that is suitable for this job. You'll be the first person they call before the job ad goes up or anything like that. Yeah. And honestly, that probably 60% of the time is probably what happens. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll, even in my current role, I'll be recruiting for people. We're not saying which company, but no. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to like go through the due process of advertising the role and everything. But 95% or like of those times, the manager or someone knows who they already want for the role. Yeah, so and they just tell them apply for the role and they will interview a few other people. But you know, when someone's made up their mind, mm. they're just nitpicking and trying to see, I guess, if they can like, if they can hold up with these other people in the industry. Yep, yep. But then like 95% of those times mm. that person does get the job because through networking. And like, let's be real, like everyone will have their, uh, their biases. Or, mm -hmm. you know, there's always going to be someone who knows somebody. So uh, I hope this doesn't dis 
discourage you to apply because end of the day, <laughs> it doesn't guarantee them the job. It does. It just it just sees whether they hold water. Yeah, and you can still blow them out of the park, 100%. even though you don't have that network necessarily. But that being said, as as uh, Michael was saying, if you have that network. Well, then you you already have that favor on you, and if you can blow people out of the water and you're connected, that's a win win. Yeah, and it's a good way as well. Networking is a good way to leverage yourself at interviews as well, because you can be like, I know people, or yeah, I know people who work in said industry and stuff, because mm. that's like knowledge that you can always like talk about and be like, I have connections in X company and X company because mm. some companies are like, I want to look towards this company, see what they're doing different in that. So yeah. if you can say you network on a regular basis, that's something that they'll be like, oh, this person can bring new insight because yeah. if we're doing something different in our teams and I don't know. And that's something specific to your job as a talent acquisition coordinator, because if you have that network already, it makes work a bit easier for you. Mm. But not only so, if you were doing another job, like you were saying, bringing that new insight or that perspective really does make a difference. Yeah. So what, and, and the people who think, oh, networking is about, you know, people being fake. I, I don't think that's necessarily true because Michael is is so authentic and he's probably one of the best networkers I know. Oh. <laughs> so how, like, how would you say, how would you advise people network if they if they don't have any networks? Like, where would you recommend they start? Look up for places that, I mean, if you're in, if you're in year 12, the best, place that I'd say network is while you're at uni. Mm. Look for groups and people that are kind of in the same interests as you. Yeah, try to make it diverse in terms of who you network with because you never know where you end up in life because you might start off doing HR and thinking you might do HR in like a health field. Somehow you might find yourself doing engineering and it's literally about those networks because it can be someone that actually doesn't do HR. So if you're in year 12, definitely network throughout uni. If for example, you're at uni and you're just finishing or you're towards the end of your degree or you finished as well, there's always all these networking events. It's just about finding, I think Google is your best friend. Google, see if there's bodies or people that associations that kind of run events throughout the year or something like that with um, your particular job title or whatever you want to get into. A lot of those industry networking events happen a lot outside, like a lot in Perth, probably not happening right now with this coronavirus. <laughs> um, but that's a really good place to start. And I think, like Jasper said, it's not about being fake. And the first important thing about networking is actually finding things that you're interested in. So when you're there, you're present. So yeah. So authenticity. Authenticity actually. comes in when you're actually interested. So don't just go to a network event because I have to. Mm. I think go in because I'm actually interested in finding out about this because you'll find people who've been in the industry for like 10, 20 years, 30 years, mm. and they're everyone likes to talk about themselves, ask them questions about themselves. And if you're honestly genuinely interested in them, some people will literally take you on as a mentee if that also makes sense. And that's also how some people also get jobs catch up for a coffee with them, ask them about how they've gone to where they are, find out their unique journey as well. Mm. And networking allows you that, like those opportunities, add people on LinkedIn and mm. yeah, and you keep those professional networks true. And you, you'll you be surprised how your network like gradually, mm. like kind of grows because people, yeah. yeah. And it's not about talking to someone so that you can get something out of them. It's about having that common interest and yeah. you know, in the future, that common interest could be mutually beneficial. Genuine, genuine interest, I honestly say is probably the best thing because you'll probably, if you're genuinely interested you'll probably remember some of the things that they may like say underneath I don't know in some conversations the things that you forget or like you remember something about them that you could bring up at some point or I don't know there's always those little things that I always said but if you're not interested in the conversation you'll miss it or totally fly through your head but if you are interested I guess it's those things that are I always find for me the key thing that I always pick up is people's either 
like family lives. Like I'll probably yeah. figure out if they've got some kids or something and mm. maybe I'll see them a couple months. I'll be like, hey, how are your kids? And always give you something to start off or that something you're genuinely connection. interested through. And it's actually like a good relationship building thing. And you don't have yeah. to be friends. You can be colleagues and peers in the same area and yeah. have good conversation. Yeah. And you just keep it professional. You're not saying to knock on everyone's door and ask to be everyone's best friend. It's just about keeping that connection alive and, you know, having having a mutual interest or showing that authentic interest in their lives as well. Yeah. And I don't think it's, yeah, that's another thing I think with networking as well. Yeah. Some people think it's about kissing ass and it's not. <laughs> might have the sense of that. Also. <laughs> Some people think it's, that's the other thing about networking. Yeah. It's not about, um, Sucking up to someone. Mm. That's what, I think that's a common misconception when we go back to that being everyone's friend. Mm. There's some people who network that are like more seen to use you and actually just be like terrible. That's when I think it comes to you figuring out what that relationship is like and actually making sure that it's actually just there to either network. And if you're taking on like free internships or whatever, or whatever's happening that you're actually learning and it's growing you and your skill set. So. Mm. That's really good advice. I think, especially for people that don't even know where to start. What about for people who, you know, they're no longer in uni, but they're looking to enter um, marketing, you know, or they're looking into uh, talent acquisition <laughs> and, and they, recruitment. They want, and they want to network. Where would, what would you advise them to do? Not in uni, not in high school. They're just in the workplace and they want a new degree. Yeah, a new job. A new job but definitely. Um, I was chatting to a friend the other day who um, especially wants to get into recruitment. So I, he just reached out to me because he's seen my LinkedIn and said, hey, I've seen you've done this before. Can you literally tell me about the job? Let me know to, I guess, where you were, what you found out about the job. So I was like, sure. I offered to either catch up or literally have a phone call. We had a quick conversation over the phone. Literally, I was like, so this is a job. And that's another thing, networking you or like knowing people. You find out stuff because yeah, he did studied something completely different. And I was able to converse with him about I guess what the job is, how I found it personally, because that's the things that you can actually find out from people who may have not studied. And I was like, yep, this is it. So if you're honestly going through this job, this is it. I can give you contacts of uh, blah, blah, blah. And I put him in contact with um, the HR manager of the place, did interviews. I found out that he got the job. So that's actually really cool for him. But yeah, so that's also like a special case, knowing like where to find people based if you have a LinkedIn profile. But also if you don't, like I said, Google and find these networking events. And if it's a networking event that doesn't require you to be working in the field, mm. attend it. A lot of them always either happen as like careers fairs. So look at where, look at the, maybe Google the job, say talent acquisition recruitment, Google how, Google what kind of companies are leading in it. If mm. it's, if you want to get into the recruitment route, but if you want to get into any business, literally see if they have any job fairs or every company has one of those things where they just want to sell themselves to the market. So yeah, see if you can attend that or find people on LinkedIn. You'll be surprised with how many people will randomly message you on LinkedIn because LinkedIn, get you a LinkedIn. And we're not even sponsored by LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, if you're listening to this, you know, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> people will literally, I was going to say slide in the DMs, but that's not an appropriate mes- message for the LinkedIn. Not the people LinkedIn. will send you an in-mail on LinkedIn that don't even know you. Yeah, and they'll start go. a conversation with you. And because it's a professional platform, mm. people will be more open to actually saying, let's catch up. So if you know what company you want to work for and you actually want to find out how people get into it, Literally type in company name, job title, recruitment, job title, HR, job title, whatever, talent acquisition, 
search on LinkedIn. It will literally bring up a bunch of names if they're not on like a private LinkedIn. Give you their name, the company as well, probably the location as well. Add add them as a friend, send them a message being like, hey, I'm just genuinely interested in getting into a career this way. I want to know how people get into like these kind of roles in your business. And yeah. that number one is like, honestly, the easiest way for you to actually get into it if you've got no background whatsoever, just yeah. wanting a change of scenery and then they'll actually talk to you about the role and actually see why you're genuinely interested in the company as well. Cool. So you really got to put yourself out there. That's a hundred. That's definitely, that's, the, that's probably the key message. Yeah. Put yourself out <laughs> put there. Put yourself out there. And I think put in the effort and people will see that. Now getting to one of my favorite parts. What is your journey? What led you here? Gosh, my life is very random. I know. <laughs> as my friend, it. you know, my life is very random. Oh gosh. So I went to uni straight after year 12. I did my bachelor's. So, sorry, if we wind it back, mm-hmm. when you were in year 12, what were you thinking? What you were like, did you know what you wanted to do? Oh, gosh, when I was in year 12, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I think growing up before, I was always like, I'm either just going to be an engineer or like a doctor. That was literally, there was only two jobs in my brain. That's and I was like, <laughs> that's all I want to do. But then it's like, you start getting older. And like, I think I reached year 12 and I was like, that was still the plan. And I was like, and like my first option with preference was like engineering. Mm. Got into that, changed out of it. And I didn't even do it. I just yeah. like, when my options came through and like, I got accepted into the uni. And then I realized that the Bachelor of Science Engineering was like the thing. Mm. And it was like a five year degree. And then I realized that I could change it. And I was like, maybe I'll do health with the intention to hopefully do medicine. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so then I did my um, bachelor in science and majored in pathology and lab medicine. And then genetics is my second degree. And that took three years. Yeah, that was three years. And I think it's true, but it's just through like the uni experience and actually like meeting people and networking, mm. important, and finding out people, how they're getting into like, how they get into like different journeys and actually finding out about different careers and actually things mm. that you don't think about. Because mm. in high school, sometimes you don't even have a variety of actually like, you don't have any scope of what the world out there is like. And like some people are just making careers for themselves, things that were probably didn't exist That's years it. ago. And so it kind of opened that up for me. I was very involved in like the social life and like actually like, I don't know, running events and joining part of committees. Yeah. Joining committees. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Joining like student life, like running that kind of stuff, like getting involved in like projects on campus. And so for me, that opened up this whole different scope and being like, I like this element of like variety to my life. And so then I got into this little rut in my head where I was like, I don't know, do we sit the gamsat? (laughs) <laughs> um, or what do we do? And like, it was just really, really like, it's, it's like one of those hard hitting points. Yeah. And I remember not knowing what I wanted to do, but I was like, I'm still going to go study a master's at some point maybe. And then if I want to do med, if that's where I'm at, we'll go back and I feel like we'll do that. So I decided after my undergrad that I'd do public health because I heard some units were accredited in med potentially. Mm. Um, but also public health is something that I've always been interested in. And I always was like, if I graduated, I want to come back to that. Yeah. Um, if I graduate, I want to come back and like learn how to do that. Cause I think for me looking at the whole health of a population, very relevant at this time Yes. <laughs> is, is honestly, I think where, where like my heart has probably been as well. So mm. did that for yeah, two years for my master's for that, which is really good in that as well. Got to intern and do places in, um, business consulting, which was also a different ballgame because I didn't think you could do that in public health. This is just going to health businesses and actually changing the way they work and which somehow ties back into what I'm doing as well. Yeah. Like adding new process improvements, making sure that the health system is just very like 
like smooth a smooth process for people who are actually in the system. And efficient. Yeah, it's smooth and efficient, which I was like, wow, that's different and different cool. And I really enjoyed that. Burns me out a little bit, but I was like, wow, that's definitely good experience. Good experience. That's something that I want to do. Um, so then I graduated after that, still not knowing what I wanted to do because I guess for me, I have my side passions, which is my music as well. So, and sorry, just for the guests who do want to listen to, I am Michael K um, on Instagram, but you can find me Michael K on every music platform if you need to K A Y. K A Y. Um, but yeah, it, aside from that, I think. Um, yeah, I always loved, I love my music and stuff. So I think for me, it was a moment of realizing and trying to realize that, wow, we are only on this earth for a certain amount of period. Sorry to get a bit preachy on all of us. I think when you try to design your life or try to forge your own path for yourself in life and something that my parents and my friends always instill in us is always just something that make the life that you probably won't regret in the future. The life that for you, you won't like for yourself that you won't regret in the future because it's important that kind of forge that path for yourself. And so I decided I was going to take a year off. It was my original plan to focus on music, yep. maybe two, because you're considered a grad after a year or two. Mm. And so I was like, yep, that's cool. And I was working my retail job, but then I handled a Christmas and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do. So then I went quickly to the Googles and I said, what's a job that I can do that is really, really good. And so then I found myself in um, recruitment and literally it just happened. I Googled a whole bunch of companies. I was looking up like how like I'd be supported if I was to go into the job with nothing. Mm. Um, I found the HR lady's email, shot in my CV, said, I'm really keen on this. Got an interview that week. There you go. Um, and as like, as soon as you get an interview, you sell yourself. And so that's how I got into like the recruitment business. Yeah. And that worked fine for a while for me. Um, mm-hmm. For the year, it was really good. Paid bills. I was happy. But then I was like, I think I still need more time to focus on music. So yeah. the next level is how do I then manage this? Get a job with shorter hours, <laughs> <laughs> which was really good. So I quit my job. I had no job. But again, the power of networking is really good as well. So someone hit me up with, um, we have a project we're working on. Yeah. We see that you've done some business consulting management work, but you've also done some like talent acquisition HR at like recruitment jobs at, for like a big corporate company. And we'd like to know how you do that. So that really came across. And so, yeah. And so I got myself into this job I'm in at the moment, which is really just out of the blue, which is really good. Um interview was yeah I think it was like a 20 minute interview probably one of the quiz, quickest wow. interview I've ever had get a call we want you okay <laughs> uh, so it ended up being really well. some casual jobs yeah so now it, it, re- it was really good and uh, it works really well with my life where I'm at at the moment I'm being mm. able to actually enjoy my life I'm happy every morning I wake up I'm glad to go to work if that makes sense mm. and so now I'm in a sweet spot where I'm thinking about what I want to do in the future and so like, you know what, you might have to check on where are they now on Jasper's podcast <laughs> a couple of years to see where I'm at, because honestly, I could be anywhere, Yeah, but it could be varied. And I'm always very open to that. As long as I'm enjoying my life, I'm very much open to see where the possibilities happen. So yeah, no, and that's all, that's and my journey. I love it. Um, You know, Michael's clearly someone who not only does he like talk the talk, he walks the walk, you know, he's, <laughs> the type, you're, you know, you're the type of person, how you got this job was through networking and you, you really put yourself out there. And I think it's important that you, you know, you shared your journey because you didn't know what you wanted to do. Um, I still don't. <laughs> you still don't, yeah. And, and, and that's okay. That's completely okay. Whether you want to go into the tertiary pathway, whether you want to go into TAFE, I think as, as long as we don't get too stuck and fixated on uh, trying to make the perfect decisions because we never, we never do and we never will. Um, not to get preachy again. Um, but 
at the same time, it's important to like to know yourself. You knew, you know, oh, okay, you had an idea. This is kind of what I want to do, mm-hmm. and okay, maybe I can do that. And if I do end up wanting to do medicine, at least I have this as my backing. And while you know, while you're in uni or whatever you're doing, whether you're working, just get involved. Figure yourself out. Start learning about yourself. Put yourself out there. Make new experiences. Like you know, Definitely. you 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 did you know this internship. You did public health. <laughs> you worked another job, and you still didn't know. But you did know that you enjoyed that passion of music, and that's when you're like, okay, now I kind of know what I want and what I want to focus on at this mm. stage in my life, which will always change. Then you 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 realize that oh, okay, I don't want to work in this the the grind of the, the pure recruitment. Now I want to do a talent acquisition where it's more stable, more flexible. And it's what you want. Yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's where, yeah, and that's cool. And I love it. I love it. Because, um, you know, Michael K is somebody who, in 10 years' time, you'll never know where he is. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> I, I worry about that. <laughs> I, I don't. I genuinely don't worry because, you know, you know, you, you keep doing what you're doing. You keep networking and do- doors will open. And, you know, sometimes, we, like, like you said, it all kind of worked out that that masters in public health, that experience you all you had, um, all worked out. To there was a you job are. for everyone, is what I say. There is some skill that you have. There is some volunteering thing that you probably did that you probably didn't think was super important. Mm. But to that one recruiter, when they look at it, when you're like, there's yeah, there's 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 a lane and avenue for yourself. It just yeah. has to be the yeah right role that inspired your passion. That's it. Yeah, and, and um, work isn't just about you. Uh, getting paid it's a lot about that adding value whether you're adding value to the company or you know the work can help add value to your life as well definitely I think you want you want I think you want a mix of both add value to the company also add value to your life I think you want to make sure that when you go to work for most most of the times that the thing that will inspire you is you actually make feeling like you're doing something mm. for either someone yeah or the company like you said like ad- adding value mm. and that'll probably be probably the difference to for someone who just goes into work does the job is still super sad and just goes in and gets <laughs> the money and that is the, very depressing to think about as to like wow i actually enjoy getting up every morning to go to work and like yeah and it's not saying that there's days that you don't want to be like i want to quit mm. because every job has that it's like family there's days you want to be like <laughs> i don't like you don't talk to me but at the end of the day like, like <laughs> yeah but i feel like what i mean is like at the end it's the difference from like you know yeah actually on the whole enjoying it yeah that's good yeah thanks thanks for all that insight michael Really appreciate that. Thanks um, for having me. Oh, no worries. Uh, we're going to do a bonus, bonus question. What advice do you wish that you, you were given back in high school? Advice I wish I was given in high school would be don't stress too much in year 12 um, or just in high school in general because working in recruitment for me the last year, I met so many people, mm. heard so many stories, and I think mm. a consistent theme in advice that I think I'd give people is there is so many different pathways to where you want to get to Mm. be patient with yourself. There's some people who will always pick up something way quicker than you. There's some people who will be smarter than you in um, physics and don't have to study or whatever, or like at school, they will be like, they'll rock up and they'll ace that test. Mm. And I think for yourself, if you know, you have the passion for something, Hey, you can do it. Like there's always a different pathway. Like as long as you know, you're passionate about it, get into it and there's also the second piece of advice and that's my first one there's um i think just be patient with yourself 
Um, and yeah, the second one is you don't have to know what you're doing at the moment. Life changes, careers change. Life never is the plan that you've created it. Things happen. You could have a 10 year plan. You break your leg or you'll lose your leg. Very grim. Um, <laughs> life always throws things like life will always throw things at you that you don't know where you'll be in. The world could not exist after to, after this week, you know. Um, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, so I think life. That's the, yeah. That's the second one. I think life. You don't have to know where you're going because life does change what happens. I think as long as you are happy in the present, you are present and you're doing the best that you can be, and yeah, will build. It'll build itself out and you get life. So if I think that's the second most important. Yeah, no, no. Advice, no. I wish someone told me. <laughs> it's true, though. As much as you want to be fixated on things, like there's so much pressure put on high school students and, and even university and even when you first enter. But, you know, some people want to climb that ladder, you know, go to that grind, get that, you know, get really high marks or whatever it may be. There's more to life than, you know, than just getting a job. And there's more to life than than that that one narrow goal that you might think you have yeah but as 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 close the closer you get on that journey you realize it's not it's not a straight path sometimes yeah and that's a lot of the advice i give my two younger sisters i think one Mm -hmm. of them is studying law now and the other one is still in high school i think year 11 now and wants to do medicine so i was like good times for y'all academics showing off me and the other sister who are just a bit older than them and they do study a lot and i do see them putting in those groundwork but i always make sure that for me i told them i'm like hey Take some time, look up to your own mental health, like make sure you're actually enjoying this. And that's, yeah. So I think enjoy the now and enjoy where you're at. Don't put too much stress for yourself because this one moment doesn't define where you're going to be. Because that's like, you've lived life for Mm. say 17 years, 18 years by Mm. the time you're like finishing year 12. Mm. You have like a whole bunch of like another 18 plus years and then some that like, you know, which are probably more formative as well. Like you've learned the basic life skills that you need in like school and I guess everything. So yeah, be patient with yourself and, and always keep learning. Even even now, we, you know, we're still Oh my learning. gosh, you keep learning. <laughs> we're always learning. <laughs> you learn until your brain starts forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you're like you're 30 or 40 and you, or you hit like hit your midlife crisis, um, I think it's important to always just remember that, you know, you've been, you've been through it before and things keep changing, you know. Just because yeah. you don't hit that goal, just because you don't have that that family or career or reach that have that promotion by a certain age, it doesn't mean you're past your expiry date. You know? No, I think keep in mind, um, keep in mind, life is always about changing and becoming. At least that's the way I view it. And I will always, I think for me, the worst case to ever be stuck in in life is just sitting in a certain place for years mm. in regret thinking I'm meant to be somewhere else, but I'm right here where I am right now. So yeah. what am I going to do to, so yeah, I don't think there's like, like you said, there's no expiry date on any of those goals and plans. doesn't matter where you are, honestly work with, work with what you have. Cause the only time you have is the now. And that's it. And yeah. Now words of wisdom, man, you're dropping it, dropping it like gold. <laughs> Cause you can't, you can't live in the future. You no, know, you can't, you know, you, you, you just you live don't in the know now. exists. Um, that's it. That's very much the truth. Live in the now. Live in the now. I think we'll call it <laughs> call it there. We've been talking for a while. There were other things that we want to talk. About. I want to talk about, but we could add that in in another time. And sounds like a good time. Bring uh, Michael back. There's such such as um, where he thinks the industry is heading, which he touched on. How has it changed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And hopefully, the next time we get him back, we can find out you know what's going on in his life. Yeah, we know. We you know. We- 
bring me back in 12 months. So <laughs> I'm probably somewhere else. But thanks so much for having me, Jasper. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming and really appreciate your time and you know your thoughts and sharing your own insight. Thank you. And that's it for now. That concludes episode one. Thank you for joining in to PB&J. You can find Michael K on Instagram at I am Michael K. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm always looking for new ways to make this better for you guys. So before you go, I'd really appreciate any feedback, what you liked, what you didn't. If there's anything else you'd like us to cover or jobs you'd like to hear about, please make sure to message me on any of the platforms, links in the description. And if you got anything out of this at all, Please share it on socials and help the algorithms spread the word. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to PB&J.